Welcome to Black Voices in Distilling, brought to you by American Distilling Institute, the voice of craft distilling, in collaboration with Business and Bourbon. Do better business through building deeper relationships. This episode's guest is Dr. Ron Gomes of Painted Stave Distillery. Let's get it started. Welcome all. My name is Ron L. Richards, and I am the founder of Business and Bourbon. And I want to welcome you all to the very first episode of this series brought to you by American Distilling Institute and Business and Bourbon. Our guest for today is Dr. Ron Gomes of Painted Stave Distillery. Hey, Ron, how are we doing, man? Good to see you. Hey, hey, Ron L. Your, your voice is butter, man. <laughs> I don't know if it's if it's butter, man, but you know, uh, I've been told that it's okay. <laughs> hey, I, I really want to thank you for being our first guest on, on what I think is a very important series and some very important work that we're doing and, and creating a platform to expose uh, other professionals in the distilling in industry to, you know, black voices and, and folks that are doing some really amazing work like you. So, Thank you so much for, for being part of this. Well, I'm certainly happy to be here and um, yeah, really excited to conduct this interview and um, yeah, so let's get it going. The first thing that I want to ask you is I want to ask you about your story. I want to know how did you get into this industry? And you've got a doctor on your name there. So um, I, I don't know if there's any doctors of distillings. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> there, there is, but we'd love to know just your story. How did you get into this business? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I've been asked a number of times, how is it that this PhD, this person of color, this um, man, second generation American of Cape Verdean descent, how do, how do you find your way into uh, the world of craft distilling. Um, my my PhD background is in in physiology and and my postdoctoral trainings in in biochemistry, uh, molecular biology, um, and that's where I spent you know most of my life uh, kind of honing my craft. Um, but on the side, um, I found that I really enjoyed making food and beverage and sharing it with people. Um, and one of those, one of those things I enjoyed making was beer and wine. And I used to make beer and wine, uh, with roommates, uh, while I was in college or even in graduate school. Um, but I never imagined that I would, uh, find myself where I am today, sitting in this small office inside of my distillery, um, never planned to do this, never planned to leave academia. Um, yet here I am. Um, so how do I find myself here? Um, well, I'm married and, and I got permission from my wife. <laughs> uh, that's really quite how it happens. You need that permission uh, to leave to leave a, a career uh, that you like and to take a risk to go out and um, do what we do. Mike and I, my business partner, um, we have very tolerant, uh, very supportive uh, wives that allow us to do it. Presently, uh, we have products in 10 states um, and um Hopefully here real soon, we'll Three have- those states, Ron? Oh, gosh. So we are in um, Illinois. We are in, um, we're in California. We're in Wisconsin. We're in Georgia. I, I think that's where you are. Um, we are uh, in South Carolina and Massachusetts. We're in New Jersey, Delaware, 
Maryland. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I've left off a few. And as I said, we, we hope to be in India here real soon. So um, trying to lock up um, our first big export deals uh, into Mumbai and, and other states in India. That's year. pretty exciting. That's pretty yeah. exciting. So, oh, and, and yes, you are in Georgia. And yes, you do exist in my personal bar. So we, we absolutely have the rye and bourbon in my bar downstairs. If you could hop into the time machine, right? You're, we're going to hop in the, into the DeLorean with Marty and, and, and Doc, and we're going to go back in time. What advice would you give yourself? What's that one piece of wisdom that you've learned that you said, hey, look, uh, younger Ron, because you're, you're, you're still pretty young. Younger Ron, do this. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, so so I'm here largely because most of the time this is a really cool, fun, kick-ass thing to do. I mean, to make booze for other people to help them, you know, create memorable experiences. Um, you know, we get to share that with people. That's that's really cool. Um, and. I, I really did enjoy being a college of medicine, you know, professor and, and um, you know, trying to impact people's lives through a lifetime of research. Um, so I think my advice would be to pursue the things that you truly enjoy mm. um, and, you know, to, to help support that surround yourself by, by people that are smarter than you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, real recognize, look in the mirror and recognize your weaknesses, recognize your strengths, but build around those weaknesses to drive, um, you know, to, to, to drive your success. You really take time to make sure that you find you have the right fit, right? You put the right people in place. What is it that you look for? Because I think this is something that can help other folks looking to scale and grow their business. What is it that you look for? What's that criteria that works for you guys? Yeah, I, I think it is about building a brand. I agree with you that that brand accessibility. So, so I think, I, I think when I look back and I, those early conversations that Mike and I had and the, the pieces of paper that we brought to the table that promoted our discussion, we wanted to create where we thought we could be successful is we wanted to create a brand that was, Accessible by everyone, mm -hmm. right? Um, and what does that mean? So, so that every so to me, it means that everybody can feel like they are part of us, mm. right? So we're approachable. So when you come to the distillery, I mean, it's either me or Mike or both of us that are here all the time, engaging with our customers, and. I'm not sitting in my office when we're open. I'm, I'm out talking to people. And I think, so I'm making myself accessible. And I think our customers, when they come, they, 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 they see that it's genuine. We, we're yeah. interested in why they're here and whether or not they're enjoying what, what we offer, uh, how we could potentially change that to make it better for them and better for their experience. And I, and I think that is contagious amongst our staff. Mm. And I think it helps to bring that brand, um, accessibility in it in it not so much in the in this in this sense of of minority access but I, I I do think it really promotes and supports inclusivity I know that you agree with this um, and, and and I certainly feel very strongly that you know the continued strength and growth of 
this industry and most industries is we're kind of going to come down to you know diversity and bringing in diverse thought and um, inclusion, right? The things that you're doing right now to, to be successful in your business. So, so I wanted to ask you your thoughts, uh, either ideas or feelings on bringing more diversity into the industry. Um, again, we had this conversation, but I, I just wanted to pose that, that question to you. So I, I think it's important to look back and consider how diverse the industry is today uh, versus where I was when I first entered it. You know, when I, it's, it's interesting to me that we're even having this discussion because everywhere I've gone in my life, I've been the minority. Yeah. Right? So my academic career, there's not a lot of people, there were never a lot of people of color all through my academic career, all through my, even my collegiately, I love this story. So Gail Devers, Gold Georgia. Medal. Yeah, Gail Devers, her brother Parenthes and I went to school together at UCSD undergrad. And um, there were so few minority men, men of color uh, at our campus, right? That in order to field a football team, an IM football team, we all got together and we were Chocolate City. <laughs> and this was a tradition at UCSD because there were so few men Mm -hmm. um, that were, you know, out there. Right. So, and I think that's, that's, a. and by the way, Parenthes was our running back. So to see all those sprinting genes, but, um, yeah, I, everywhere I've, everywhere I went after college graduate school, I was one of two maybe, or the only one in mm -hmm. graduate programs. And even when I was in a college of medicine, um, in Hershey, my last the faculty appointment, there were only three of us in the entire College of Medicine. And one of the guys was an emeritus professor who was the first African-American ever hired by that particular wow. institution. Um, so really, there were only two of us there. Um, and I was the only American. The other guy was from Africa. Um, and that was through the entire College of Medicine. Now, there were, there were, there were certainly uh, doctors of color, but nobody on the, on the research side. So I think over the years, I've, I've found my way to be comfortable in those environments, but I never got into um, those fields to be an advocate for anybody <laughs> to, you know, to, I, I never said, okay, I'm going to go and get a PhD in science because I need to, I need to do my part for society and show that African-American men can do this. I know. And that's not why I'm here in distilling either. However, now that I'm here in these and and through this change as an outcome of social unrest in our country, the you know, the death of George Floyd, now folks are coming to me with questions and go, hey, did you know that you are the only person of color distiller in the state of Delaware? I'm like, well, I guess, yeah, you're right. I am because there's only five distilleries and I never really thought about that. You've been in this business for a long time now. You're a veteran. What's the future? <laughs> Where do you see? Put your, you're, you're, you're chuckling a bit, but you are. So put your, put your, your, your future goggles on. Where do you see our industry going? Where do you see this industry going in the next two years? Wow. Hopefully we're still not in a pandemic. Um, I think we can yeah. all agree to that. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting. I, we, we have some, uh, some 
emerging supply chain issues that are going to be with us for quite some time. And mm. I think they're going to continue to squeeze um, small businesses like ours. So to be clear, painted state distilling, even though we have our success in our distribution, we are, I, we're a micro distillery. Uh, for those of your listeners that are in the business, you know, we're, we're, we're doing about 2,500, 3,000 proof gallons annually. We're very, very small. Um, and um, I think because of that, um, you know, that that's a, those supply chain issues and however long they last, um, it's going to uh, inc- delay or handcuff our ability to go to business, uh, to go to market uh, with products. It's going to obviously if you can't put them in bottles or have closures um, and do that uh, in a way that you can afford it, um, it's going to squeeze some folks out. Uh, of the business. So we're already seeing, um, we're already seeing a number of distilleries close um, and they tend to be on the micro side. Uh, those, those medium sized distilleries are, are successful and I, and I expect them to continue to grow. Um, but we see at the same time, we see a lot of new entrants uh, into, into the craft distilling world. So um, the relative number uh, of distilleries, as I understand it, hasn't changed, but I think we're going to continue to see that. Um, I don't know if we're going to continue to see uh, buyouts like we did uh, two years ago uh, from big alcohol. I mean, they'll, they'll pick up uh, here and there uh, for folks that can be successful. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I see over the next two years, just more challenges like we're experiencing now. How can people, if someone wants to do business with you, they want to reach out to you, how can they reach out to you? What's the best way to contact you? Email uh, hello at paintedstave.com. That will come to me directly. That's the easiest thing to do. I, I'm tempted to give out my cell phone, but I don't want to do that. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, hello at paintedstave or, or ron at paintedstave.com. Either, either of those, the best way to reach us if you want to do business. Um, you obviously could go to our website and see what we do, see what we look like uh, today. Um, it's paintedstave.com. Uh, you can see us on all the um, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so we're, we're out there as well. Thank you all for watching slash and or listening, however you are enjoying this wonderful content. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the, the next episode.